How's it going, guys? I'm Wes. I'm Ed. And I'm Dan. Welcome to the wedding. And today we're continuing Light of the Jedi. We're getting pretty close, actually, now that I'm looking at it. Well, we got like 100 pages left? We're about like that. We're 70% of the way through, I yeah, believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. We're enjoying it. Uh, today we're talking about chapters uh, 29 uh, through 31, correct? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, only three chapters. They were pretty long. Uh, not as much to talk about as we were hoping, but you know. But they're still important chapters. Yeah, they, they definitely are. They, they build a lot. Um, so yes. let's jump right into. Especially it. our chapter twenty nine here is mainly. It's so much story, so much information, it's but ties everything together. Info, yeah. It, yeah, it's a lot of stuff to tie yeah. together. Uh, anyways, chapter twenty nine, Hetzel system, the rooted moon. We get a, our first look into Kevin Tarr's mind, yes. which was interesting. Thank I think, we, I think God. we were all looking forward to that. Dude, I, w- I want to be inside him more. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> Kevin Tarr. Because of his long, slender fingers. <laughs> and and his, his smarts, dude. He's just... Yeah, he got the brain. This guy's a genius. He, he dumped mm. into intelligence, that's for sure. Look, his his plan to use the nav droids to, to predict where these uh, races are going to be? Mm-hmm. Insane. It's, it sounds like if he'd had, like, any more. You know, give this man 10,000 more, no problem. He literally Wouldn't said... Wouldn't even meet a Jedi. He was like, I'm not going to tell them the one problem of this, <laughs> because I didn't actually need double the amount they gave me. Well, yeah, I remember he said like over 100,000. What does he have, like 57,000? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not as many as he wanted. And not nearly high quality. Well, I think he said uh, he needed something like over 200,000 if they were all, you know... Shitty? Yeah, yeah, basically. Well, that's kind which of, is kind of what he which, got. Yeah, is, well, he got a few top of the line mm-hmm. from the what is it, Santecas? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They were the main ones that provided which the quality. I think it's cool how it went into his backstory of how he grew up on the Hetzel system um, on a farm mm-hmm. and worked his way up. And he could have been a slicer, but he didn't want to because he wanted to, you know, work his way the correct way yeah. and like actually get pride and stuff. Dude, he's a man of the people. And I think it was like when he was 14, he um, created a different way of modifying like how these crops would grow, yeah, yeah. which is really cool. That's what got him this like prime technology mm. um, position. And then him talking about how he wants to go with the Tekas after this, if it succeeds. But like he puts a lot of pressure on himself, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's in, like, a, in a lot of ways, he is like a Jedi, though. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's clearly, you know... Better than everybody else. <laughs> I was just yeah. going to say he's got some power, but yeah, he is better yeah. than everybody else. Yeah. You're hey, right. Yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah. But the way he thinks even, it's like it's either succeed or fail and everyone's going to look that way no matter how Yeah, well, he he's, feels a responsibility. He's rea- he's realistic yeah. about yeah. the situation here. I mean, he, he definitely puts a lot on himself, but I mean, you know, it's a, it's a tense situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. You know, you can't blame him for feeling a bit of responsibility. Yeah, yeah especially since, you know, he's... Taking all the nav droids. They were even talking about how shipping in the uh, yeah. inner worlds was getting kind of fucked because they mm-hmm. took so many nav yeah. droids. Yeah. And even then, it's kind almost of failed. Yeah, I know. Uh, Multiple he, times. He, he lost like 20,000 droids before this was all over or something? Uh, no, I think it was like 2,000. It was like 2,000? Oh, I thought it was Oh, no, it was close 20,000? Because he said if he went under a certain amount of droids, it would have... If He said if he went under 50,000, um, okay. then it would drop. Yeah. Um, I think he lost... He definitely lost thousands. He lost a lot. Uh, It dropped down to 51,018 at some point. So so he lost 6,000 there. 
Yeah, uh, and that's towards the end. So I'm assuming he only lost about six thousand because he never dropped below fifty. Mm. No, mm. but he still dropped. He still lost a lot. I think most of them were the older units, is what he said. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, they didn't have the processing power. And, yeah, like yeah, the heating uh, systems, and they just didn't have the cooling either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's where Avar, Chris, and Elzar Man. Yeah, uh, well, play. my boy Elzar, dude. Yeah, this guy, this guy's a G. He thinks of new force powers. The, 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 the force fuck? feats are really cool. He said he said look. force weather. Yeah, I don't know. It's because awesome. he just basically pushed up all the hot yeah. air to make it to where he essentially water was... sent in an undercurrent of cool mm-hmm. air underneath the hot air emanating from the droids, mm-hmm. and was just like, "Let's make rain." <laughs> and also, Avar being like, "That's impossible." He's like, "Well, come sit down with me." No, it's impossible. Dude, with the force, not with you, Avar. <laughs> Like, oh, <laughs> Avar like loves how great he is at making these ideas become a reality. Because like, no other Jedi saying, would come. They're fan of fuck. Oh, well, if not, I, I, think, I think it's amazing how in tune they are with each other. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, we really don't know yeah. the full extent of their past relationship, but they're clearly on like the yeah. same wavelength. I feel like you never really see a a forced bond like this. You know, mm. I'm trying to think. Ray and Kylo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they, te- they have a they force. Technically they did have, have a force, force bond. They, you know, they it, were they, they were force fucking. Yeah, <laughs> they probably would have. They mm-hmm. were they were force facetiming like, in the last Jedi. I, I know people were calling for Raylo, but I, not like that. <laughs> not like that. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, but, but I'm calling for Avar, Chris, and Elzar, man. Yeah, like, yeah, just start I mean, like just start going. I, at I, it. I am so. For both these characters, like mm. I really want to see them both succeed. So yeah. to see them succeed together would be even better. It is interesting. I just like the yeah. way it's almost like their minds are one. Yeah, it's, they share. It's a like a yin yang force. Yeah, it's kind of like a yin yang situation because one thinks like very Jedi minded, and the other one thinks not dark side, but like other yeah. ideas, and they together create this great balance. I think it's it's sort of how they they're described to both view the force mm-hmm. you know she she sees it like a song and i mean and you know it, while that's beautiful songs are, are pretty stringent mm-hmm. you gotta follow chords and and notes and um you know specific tempos and pacings where elzar sees it like a deep wild ocean yeah. you know with waves crashing it, it, it's it's very different ways of viewing like what the force and what the jedi are avar i think views the jedi as Sort of dogmatic, and I think Elzar sees that, but he mm-hmm. sees the potential for more. Yeah, which is something I really like about his character. Yeah, that's somewhat place that I think Elzar is more powerful than Avar. Is that? Oh, he, for sure. He, he has this further insight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he in, he's in willing to regard. experiment. He's, yeah, he's yeah. willing to see where the Force can actually take him. Which I don't understand. I I get why it's frowned upon in the Jedi Order because it can lead down a darker path. But like, also, you would think they want to improve their skills that help yeah. more people yeah it just sounds like you know the jet like you could easily see this in the movies the jedi are just kind of scared yeah mm-hmm. well and um there's a quote from dooku i can't remember where it's from but it's suck my dick you must <laughs> <laughs> no that's yoda, that's yoda. oh my Come i remember on, that scene that's, that's from episode three <laughs> um but okay. there's a there's a quote from from dooku that talks about um yoda and he's like when you have all that power, it leads to complacency at best and uh, 
evil at worst, you know, turning to the dark side at worst. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, I've seen it with Yoda. He's too powerful. He can't see the, you know, the, the lies, the, the evils the Republic gets away with. You know, and I think that's sort of one thing that we do kind of see here. Or Avar has sort of experienced that power. I mean, she she knows about it. She she's a master. She's probably worked pretty closely with Yoda at least once before. Mm-hmm. And she's when she's not with Elzar, or yeah, when she's not with Elzar, it's sort of like she doesn't want to take any risks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. Elzar really, his very presence kind of like opens a door for yeah. you know. Which I think is just really, really interesting. It's one of those things that I really like about Elzar as a character. He's mm-hmm. just a lot more, um, he's a lot more fun than you get with a lot of Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> he has an aura about him. Mm-hmm. And he's sure. more connecting, it feels like. Like, I can connect to mm-hmm. him compared to all the other Jedi. I'm like, I don't want to be yeah. a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But him, it's like, damn, he I want to be He makes Jedi. it sort of fun again. He's like when you first watch Luke. Well, you know him and uh, poor Engel. Oh, well, because they're they're more human. Yeah, so they're way more human. They're not just like these. Yeah, they're not these detached robots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is what you get with like you know even like Qui Gon. I think that's why people like Qui Gon so much mm. is because he was Liam Neeson. Well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> that that's a that's a big part of it. Yeah, that's, that's why I like. Him. <laughs> if there's anybody else, I'd hate him. But I think exactly. um, it's because Qui-Gon is, like, so human. And he, he does show legitimate care for other people. And he doesn't mm-hmm. just, like, fall for this uber-dogmatic, uh, apathetic view that the mm-hmm. Jedi sort of, like Avar, kind of pervade. Avar, Avar's part of the problem. Change my mind. I don't know if I can, to be honest. <laughs> she's yeah. a good character. She, she's a wonderful person and, and a good character. Yeah. But she's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. She's definitely part... She doesn't. Elsner, I think, just sees further into like what the Jedi can and should be, while Avar is yeah. sort of content to sit where the Jedi are. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, even Yoda once after Episode Three sort of admits that that that's the right view. That's why. That's why the one thing I liked about Episode Eight was the part where they destroyed the ancient Jedi text because, like, mm-hmm. I was like, yes, that actually makes sense. You yeah. should move past the old school Jedi ways and, and you know, innovate what the Jedi are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One good thing Ryan Johnson did, that, but that's the only thing. There's nothing else about yeah, that movie. Okay. You don't like the fight scene? Except for Rose Tico. <laughs> <laughs> she coming in. <laughs> but to get back on the um, raining like situation that's happening... I mean, Kevin Tarr didn't realize it was happening. He thought he was just sweating so much, and he wiped his thing and looked up and said, "Oh, it's raining." Yeah, that, that is one thing I thought was kind of uh, weird when I was reading. I thought that they, the whole thing was going to explode because mm-hmm. everyone it was like the heat was rising. Everyone was like sweating and they're getting concerned. I was like, Boom. "Well, yeah. this can only end in one way." Well, they said it was so badly. <laughs> he was like, "This is the only place I could put it. I was going to do it in outer space, but it would have been ten times worse because of the vacuum system." Mm-hmm. But like, that's crazy to think that like. It's so hot in these places. So I think um, one of the senators was like, it's so hot my bones were aching. <laughs> my bones. That is the one thing I'm not sure about. I mean, I'm no, I'm no astrophysicist. But you would think in space there would be much less heat production because of how cold it is. Mm-hmm. You know, at the very least, you would think it would stave off this sort of overheating process. I think the explanation was like, because there's nowhere for the heat to go, so yeah, it just kind of it would stuck. Just sit there. It would just sit there, and, and then 
And get, since they're and get it on crispy. they weren't going to be able to, like, exhale that heat, kind of. So they would just keep it internally. I guess. Because the vacuum would keep it close. And there's no air current to take away any no. hot. Well, yeah, but there's also no gravity to keep it, you know, down. You yeah. know, that's why... That's why all the air doesn't just escape into space on Earth. We've got gravity that keeps yeah. well. Don't down. question Charles Soule. All right, he well, knows what he's doing. Sorry, right. Charles Soule. He is. He, he might. He might. Yeah. He might. He might be. I don't <laughs> that's know. That's his side degree. Yeah. He actually went. That's to space. his. That's his original. <laughs> he went. He, he went to space and tested it. This is part of his thesis. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this whole this book was actually. <laughs> This was, this was actually his bit to get his PhD in mm. astrophysics. Yeah. He's, he wrote this whole novel. He's a genius. <laughs> and they're like, it's so good, you gotta write more. He's like, God damn it, I messed up. Damn it, now I have to be an author. <laughs> Fuck. Now I have to make a lot of money. I, I didn't mean to go Fuck. <laughs> Um, But I think we've just about finished 29. Like, like I said... So, I, the only thing we didn't cover is what the three nodes were gonna go. It was oh, yeah, what yeah, happened... Yeah. Um, to the legacy run, then where the emergences were happening, and then where the new ones would be. Yeah. And the reason why it was so important is because they of that last the, one. Yeah, they wanted to find the uh, the, the black uh, box, whatever it is, the, yeah, the, the recording. Sh- yeah. The ship's black box, which have had all the records yeah, in the system. Basically, it, it proves that the Nile mm-hmm. are the ones that did this. And they figured out at the end that they did find all the new emergence that wouldn't happen. Yep. Fuck. So. We got more problems. Yeah, they, they, had to do, like, they had to simulate Funny. all the past ones, which was mm-hmm. kind of scary. Yeah. Yep. Um, but moving on to chapter 30. I don't want to. <laughs> El Frono, really? You don't want to talk about... I, the, I, I can't. You don't want to talk about the best chapter? It, it hurt me. It hurt you? It hurt me because he didn't just blow up the planet. <laughs> <laughs> with, his, with his pure force <laughs> energy? Yeah, I thought what I thought he was going to do... This chapter about about Porter Engel, by the way. He yes. put, puts away his lightsaber on top of his steed and just collapses the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, would have been badass. Mm-hmm. I do love this chapter, though. Mm-hmm. This, this is a great chapter. Porter Engel uh, proves why he's a bad mamma jamma. I didn't why realize he's the blade of Bardada. He he was a Jedi for over three centuries. Yeah, yeah three and I was like, what the heck? This guy is old, and like didn't click until I read that. I was like, wait a second, this man's been in for a while. Yeah, he's experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, homie, one, one, one might uh, say, homie's been around the block. Mm-hmm. I love I love that he calls them luminous beings, the little steelies. You are yeah. a luminous being. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start referring to you guys. As that no, one. don't fucking. You, you, I don't know about that one. You are luminous beings. <laughs> it sounds weird. I don't like that. You don't like how sensual I say it. No, well, no, it's not even that. It's it sounds like very ominous. Like yeah. ominous. Why are you t- calling me a sensual? What, what do you want to do with me? <laughs> Ooh, that's, <wings. laughs> that's concerning. <laughs> Luminous thing. I love how poor Engel when um, they shoot his steel. Um, oh, he, he, he was, was he was mad about it, and he's like, "They're smarter than I thought they were going to be because you know I, they have not fought a Jedi." And I they, love. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah, you're but good. I do love. He, he could, I, I was wrong. He's not angry. He was no. certain. Yeah. Because oh. angry goes down oh. the wrong path. It leads to the dark that side. That is so bad. Yeah, Porter Engel knows better than yeah, me. Yeah, he's no. not angry, bro. He's, he's certain. certain. 
He's that certain that injustice. the motherfuckers are gonna die. <laughs> yeah. It's injustice, so it needs to be oh, served. Yeah, dude. yeah, dude. He, he was gonna like arrest him and everything, but then they shot a steed, and he's like, okay. No. You know what? Now I'm certain. Now, yeah. now I'm, I'm gonna certain. kill you. <laughs> I you love. Won't, you won't like me when I'm certain. I love when he was like, he was like, you know, you gave me an actual explanation of how to kill you, basically, because he was like, I had so many options, and you just made it certain that this is the right one, dude. And when he when he like jumps up. Onto the little whatever they're on, like the cliff area. I, yeah, it seemed like they were on like a cliff when he jumps up and like throws the lightsaber and then he just absolutely deflates. Like I could have stopped it, you know. I, I could have done any number of things, but something about deflecting a blaster off the off the palm of my hand yeah. just really intimidates <laughs> people. <laughs> what a badass! He literally was like, you know, I could use like the force to stop it in midair, or I could just deflect it with force push. No, I wanted to hit my hand. Uh, he's an absolute dog. Mm-hmm. What a beast. And I love how the Nile, the two people that he went against, one tries to hide behind a rock, and he's like, you fool. Oh, rock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> went right through that and him. And it says that in here. You're like, oh, he does not care. Yeah, look home. And he was like midair when the other guy shot at him. He's like, man, this is a little Bing. more challenging for me. Being with the force hand. Look, if it, the, we had, so this is how the scene plays out in my head. There's like, we got the three guys on the cliff. Shooting down at our boy Portal. Far away. They kill his horse. They're like, oh, we can get him. He doesn't have a steed now. Then suddenly, <laughs> they're looking through the scope and he's just not there. And they're like, wait a second, where is he? And he's they jumping up, up in front of him. <laughs> yeah. And the lightsaber goes through the one guy. And he was like, you know, the now nah, I've never seen somebody jump this high before. Well, there's no way he could do that. <laughs> Presumably, it's the first time... They've ever fought in any of the Nile ever mm-hmm. fought a Jedi. Yeah. Well, they're not going to figure out what happens because no yeah. one's making it. Yeah. He was like, you know, they might have heard stories about the Jedi, but that doesn't go with experience. You know, you got to actually. Fight I, this. I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I want to see Porter like really fight. Yeah, oh, this wasn't a real. This, fight. Was, this was him slaughtering people, not him. He just fighting. said cowards the entire time to him. Cowards. Cuts him down. I'm so convinced that the. That he's probably one of the most powerful. He's the elder. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, he might be. He might be. Honest. He might be. He just shrunk down. He a has bunch. got <laughs> to be such a skilled duelist. I would love mm. to to see him fight. I, I bet he could. From what it sounds like, it almost sounds like he could fight with his lightsaber without actually holding his lightsaber. Oh yeah, he'd oh, be like ass. a dark trail where it like, yeah. just floats in front of him. Dude, basically. that'd be so awesome. That'd I want. I, I want to. That, that would actually kind of play with like how Loden never saw him draw his weapon because he doesn't have to. Mm. That would be sick. That'd be so sick. Yeah. They're not going to do it. I know they're not going to no. do it. No, but, but I, that would be sick. Be so for sure. God. I would love to see this guy fight like Dooku or something. Just a all-out duelist mm. battle. Yeah, he stands there while Dooku takes care of the saber, and Dooku's being overpowered. Can't even stop. I would love to see Yoda versus Angle. Oh, that would be that would be interesting too because Ingle's so much like he's, he's huge, mm-hmm. you know, he's a really big guy. Yeah, and Yoda's obviously not. I think Yoda would win that fight. Just oh, be, Yoda could just well, get especially if they're both in their prime. Oh yeah, yeah. like we don't see either yeah. one in their prime. We, we've but never seen Yoda in his prime. I, I wonder if someone's made some fan like oh, video of one hundred percent they've had Yoda in his prime. God, I want to see that. That'd be cool. That'd be so awesome. Be sick, homie. Homie would homie would fuck. <laughs> uh, I I don't think. I don't think anybody in Star Wars canon would probably be able to keep up with a fast Yoda. Oh, no. Could you imagine? No. Yoda, but faster? That'd be scary. He's already fast. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in Episode 3, when he's fighting the Emperor, like, he's fast. You know, he's, like, jumping around that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. A- episode 2, when he fights Dooku, he's fast. Yeah. Faster? He's... Yeah. What? I... <laughs> no, thank you. 
Mm-hmm. And I, granted, I, though, his force powers would probably be less powerful. Sorry. Yeah, Go you're ahead. good. I love how he talks about Loden and Bell and how he loves how Loden has like this kind of like humor. sense yeah. of humor and he doesn't see that in the Jedi Order very much and that that's why he loves Loden so much. And then to say to Bell, like he's just a young man, but in future he's going to be generations that are being looked upon of like, oh, this is who I want to be like. And Assuming that's, Loden didn't kill him in training. Yes, yeah. that's, that's that's the very next line. <laughs> yeah. uh, Loden actually turns into dark side <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, no holds barred, Padawan. Uh, <laughs> master? <laughs> Padawan, you will join me. One way. Yeah. Dude, Loden is pretty sick. Mm-hmm. So interesting. They, um, so Porter, you know, takes on those three and lets the other two go. And then we find out that Loden's a god. Lo- Loden is a god. Because they're catching up, and then I was like, fuck, what are we going to do? They throw out the woman, basically, because yeah. they know that they're going to stop. And when they stop, you know... Well, that, that's that's after he blows up yes, the ship. it is. Which I imagined when I when I read that. You guys remember Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when Gamora just picks up the giant, <laughs> the, the, the giant that, that, gun from the ship? Yeah. That's what I imagined. He like pulled out this giant yeah. fucking tank. Yeah, I, I'm like sitting here like, how did Bell not fucking see this thing? Well, he said he saw him pick up something, but he didn't know something. what it was. Well, the, yeah, it was the, massive. He saw something. When he pulls out a goddamn, like... Well, also... <laughs> Like, I, would, I would love to see how these things work because it says that you have to use your lightsaber basically. Yeah. So I, do you put it at the end and it like uses your crystal to shoot out a massive beam? What I what I imagined was that it works some kind of like how the uh, the systems for um, the vectors work, mm-hmm. which is where you, you like. How I imagined was that he like kind of put it in on the bottom and then like almost used the lightsaber as like a trigger. Yeah, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be so cool to like see this in action of like because it talked about how typically your lightsaber goes down to a point and it's very you know dim. This was a massive dark like yellow and it was bold and it yeah completely sliced the ship in half. It, I'm assuming it's massive. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it like mini Death Star. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. It slices it. In. How how did he hold that bitch? How did Republic technology regress so much? I know. Like this shit is way more powerful than the stuff we see in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like like you can't tell me I'm wrong. This like yeah. that dude, that would tear tear a fucking uh CIS ship in half if you had like a huge one of those. Yeah. It, well, homie was holding it. Mm-hmm. Like what? And like to use the force for everything. Like we don't see that really in the Clone Wars. Like yeah, we see a little yeah. bit, but this is like all okay. If you want to be a Jedi, you have to use the Force because if not, you're not going to get anywhere. And like as you should, the, mm-hmm. the Force is cool. Like that's yeah. one thing I've always hated with like when I go back and rewatch the Clone Wars when they just like don't use the Force. Yeah, it's all it's saber like, it's like, fighting. Homie, you got the goddamn. It, that's, it should be half when, of your. Whenever, weapon, whenever yeah. somebody falls off a cliff and there's a Jedi trying to save them, I, I get mad. Yeah. There's no, there's absolutely no reason anybody should die falling off a cliff if there's a Jedi there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, you know. And also just like really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they're like Bell, maybe they can't save you. Yeah, but even he would like, tr- they still don't try. There's the one scene um, from the, I think it's Onderon, 
um, the Onderon occupation. The first episode with Saw Gerrera ever in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of those, at the end of that arc, the the girl falls off the cliff and dies, and Ahsoka's sitting there trying to save her, and she doesn't even reach out her hand to try and save this bitch with the Force. She just lets her fall and die. Look, they say no connections. <laughs> I understand. I, I got Ahsoka just she had cut her connection with the Force right then. Exactly. <laughs> she, she was like. Mm. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> she thought it was going to be good for the plot. So, <laughs> well, well, wasn't that a, that that girl was? Uh, she was dating the girl, the boy that Ahsoka liked, dude. Mm. So maybe exactly. Maybe. Does, does Ahsoka have kids Ahsoka, later on? Ahsoka Dark Side. Maybe. Oh, Ahsoka Dark Side. Ahsoka grown up with, and she's a badass bitch. Mm. Ahsoka is a badass bitch. She yeah. is. Damn right. So after the explosion, they drop off the uh, wife, yeah, basically to stop the Jedi from coming, and they start force healing, which you know we don't see in the you know trilogies until the very end at the sequels. Yeah, it's really dumb. Force heal, Qui Gon Force heal him, you pieces of shit. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we can't. Yeah, I mean, like, but like for him to basically sustain the wound because they knew that she wasn't going to die from that hit, they needed her back. Yeah, and loading to find out that it was bait and to see a ship coming straight at them—that's crazy. Yeah, and for him to get in like I'm assuming like a warrior pose and like how you know on yoga when you do. How, a warrior how, pose. However, he he stopped that fucking bolt. Just sounded bad because it's he's got two hands on his lightsaber and I'm assuming like a warrior pose where like one leg's back and a power position is one's bent in the front and him holding it straight up and for I think it was like five bolts shot at him like all five of them and like Bell was like homie's insane what the fuck? and homie said he couldn't do it again but yeah but then Bell. Well, Bell, yeah, because yeah. Loden's like, I can't do it again. You got to do it for me this time. And Bell's like, but if you couldn't do it that well, how am I going to do <laughs> Bell was like, I'm so fucked. I'm <laughs> shitting. Yeah. And then to see, um, oh, we forgot about Ember coming to help. Porter. Yeah, he comes to help. She yeah. comes to help. Yeah. Ember uh, saves Porter's Porter. life. Yeah, exactly. Ember the dog. Badass. Mm-hmm. Badass. I, I pictured like she was like spinning fire. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like when she barks, it just yeah. fire. I, I'm imagining a steel German Shepherd that spits fire. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it just sounds that's badass. badass. That's just badass. Yep. But then the the best part of this chapter, I think objectively, yep. is when Indira comes to save them and she's flying two, two. vectors. Yeah, not one. Both that's, of them. That's sick. Dude, and that's just, so sick. It, they talked about, like, Bella's like, I don't know how she did it because, like, that's so much force that you have to use. And they're like, picture two vectors, because she said she's doing the same maneuver. Yeah, oh, it's perfect. So he's like, bat- oh, that's just so badass. Sounds cool. And that's when they said the Nile was like, actually yeah, they scared. Said, Fuck the ship, they said, Nile. wait a second, they can fly two ships? I, I think an important detail at the end here, especially, was whenever Loden was going to bring, well, he was going to have Bell bring uh, yeah. the mo- yeah. mother back to treat her. But instead, Porter did. Porter, yeah, so Porter. Bell went with Loden. So yeah. I wonder if that's going to have an effect later. What if Loden... Maybe. And I love how Porter was like, I'm the best out of four, all four of us of like being yeah. a medic. Well, because he was. Yeah. Because he's he. I think it said he's literally done every occupation yeah. a Jedi can have. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, makes sense. I did want to go back to one thing. Uh, it's kind of a little off topic. But with the, um, the Force healing, you, you mentioned Qui-Gon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've ever told you my my theory, my headcanon as to why Qui-Gon actually dies in that fight. Because he was helping Obi-Wan yeah. actually mm-hmm. beat Maul? I think that is 
probably my my favorite headcanon that I have. Right. I try not to rely on them too much while I'm watching the film. It makes the most sense. I think honestly. it makes a lot of sense. Because, like, honestly, Qui-Gon could easily have probably beaten Dark Maul, I right. think. But with them sitting there, because you could see that they make eye contact before it happens. Clearly, Qui-Gon knew that he needed to die to make Obi-Wan become better. Or, like, promote, basically. I, I don't think he wanted to die. I don't well, think... I think the thing that happens is Qui-Gon was not a duelist mm-hmm. in any sense of the word. No. He, he was capable with a lightsaber, but he was definitely more used to using his words and his force to... He's charismatic. Yeah, to sort of diffuse situations. Um, Obi-Wan was a pretty good duelist. Um, mm-hmm. We see it constantly throughout the shows and the movies that he's, he's you know, Pretty capable. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not like Anakin or Yoda level, but you know he's capable. He's very defensive. And I, but I think when you really watch it, like he, a Padawan was not going to be Dark Maul. Right? No, no way. Uh, so it, to me, it makes the most sense. Plus, we've seen people survive, you know, certain shots like that before. Mm-hmm. Kylo survives getting shot in the stomach, the exact same place that Qui Gon gets stabbed, yeah. and he hits it a bunch. Yeah, getting angrier. So I, I really think it does make the most sense that like Qui-Gon dies because he was using um, some form of like some rudimentary yeah. form of battle meditation mm-hmm. to sort of ensure that Obi-Wan lived. Yeah. I think yeah. he did make a decision at the end to sacrifice himself for Obi-Wan. Yeah. But that's just my own Yeah, I, I think I think after he got stabbed he could have lived, but then yeah. he used his energy to but ensure that, probably, that Obi-Wan could have won the fight. Yeah, because it probably would have ended up worse if he tried to survive. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, he might have pushed um, Darth Maul, but Darth Maul probably would have killed Obi-Wan because he's more worried about his master. So... Gosh. Makes sense. So sad. Just a just a personal headcanon I wanted mm-hmm. to throw out there for everybody and in, then, in case you in case you wanted to make Phantom Menace a little yeah. more interesting. And I think one of the best scenes we see of Dooku versus Obi Wan and Anakin is in the Clone Wars when you see Obi Wan jump off or jump up on a cliff basically, <laughs> and you see Dooku change his style of fighting. So against Anakin he's very defensive, but against Obi Wan he's very offensive. Yeah. I think it's just so cool. Which makes sense. I mean, yeah. Anakin, Anakin's an incredibly aggressive fighter. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan but to see, isn't. But to see somebody change their style, like, we don't really see that, honestly. That's why the, no, the that's why Dooku was so good. Obi-Wan and Maul in Rebels is so badass. He changes his style. Yeah, Dude, it was, you don't think it was badass when Obi-Wan dual lightsabered Savage and Dark Dude, Maul? oh my god. Mm. When he beats their ass? one of my favorite He was like, I'm no longer defensive. I'm going to kill you. That, that was <laughs> one of my favorite fights from... Uh, from Clone Wars. That, that's a really underrated duel. <laughs> it's an incredible duel. Anyways, on to chapter 31. Uh, Deep Space, Republic Longbeam, Aurora 3. Another one where I don't think we're going to have sh- a lot to talk about. It's a long chapter, but mm. not a lot happens. Yeah. yeah. So basically, Pika Adrian and Joss Adrian are with um, some other Republic pilots, and uh, Tayami and what's his name? Mikhail. Uh, Mikhail, yeah. is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, those are the two Jedi from the first part. That, J- Jedi that Masters. Jedi Masters, yes. Correct, that um, helped to stop... Um, the disaster from happening. The well, the first emergence mm-hmm. that contained passengers. Yes, uh, with Joss and Pika. So they're basically doing that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're, they're using the well, information they got from yeah. uh, our boy from Kevin. Kevin, Tom. they're doing 
they're getting rescuers or and they're survivors. Looking, they're looking but, for the black box. Yeah, they're also getting the black box. The black box, it seems like it's... It's priority number one. Yeah, yes. the survivors, while they're important, but the black box yeah. is like, it saves billions. Yeah. So. yeah, I think it's cool how Josh was like, he was like, I don't want it. I, I don't know if we can even get to the black box because, you know, there's only so many that yeah. we can save, basically, in this time frame. And, I mean, it does jump around a little bit because the first one doesn't have anything, but the second one is the one that has it. The first one has passengers. Yes. Because we find out that Laura D's ship it's has a... Them. Yeah, it's tailing them and it's cloaked, so you can't see it on any radar. Yeah, that, that was interesting, and mm-hmm. it makes sense. Like I said, I I, she always, I always pictured her as like the subterfuge spy type. Mm-hmm. So and we got to see more about all three of the ships. So we saw that um, Kasavs is very party like. There's just yeah just mess everywhere. Briefly describes the interior. Um, Pan Ada is very formal, has leather everywhere, yeah. um, very nice, and then Laura Dees is very stealth base well she put a lot of credits into it to be very stealthy stealthy and where if you get in battle with her you're gonna be like why is there missiles coming at me and then by the time you figure it out you're already dead i, I picture it as almost like a geth ship or something on the mm-hmm. inside which mm-hmm. is like a whole bunch of tech just like yeah. everywhere mm-hmm. it's just like stockpiles of tech that each one of them does a different thing Mm-hmm. That, that's how I picture it, and mm-hmm. it's interesting because she's—it's not a powerful ship. Yeah, she said that she can't go fight anyone head on. Yeah. But and she was worried still. about two little ships as well, two long yeah. beams. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a yeah, a long beam and one vector. Yeah, yep. if you're scared of that with your big ass ship, that's a problem. Yeah, she's in a Corvette. They're all in Hammerhead Corvettes. Yeah, is yeah. what it seemed like at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, those are—that's what the Panta Four is for anyone who's you know. People might not know what the Tantive Four is. That's yeah. what Princess Leia's ship is from Episode Four. Yeah. Um, that uh, obviously the Star Destroyer is much much bigger, but Star mm-hmm. Destroyers are, are absolutely god awfully huge. And I think it's cool how like they have to put in their own credits to get their ships. Yeah. It's not like given to them. Like they work their way up and get the trust from. Well, um, doesn't. The eye help them make it. It does. He does help. Yeah, I think he helps procure the resources. Yes, yeah. yeah. but he, which makes sense. I think it's kind of like his job. Yeah. yeah, he basically gets the parts to you if you pay him. Basically, yeah. Thing, so. Well, I think that's the whole rule of three thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like he'll do that for you as long as he's getting his yeah. third. That way, chair. it's underneath the yeah. like table. Nobody knows like what the Nile are and stuff. Which I'm, is cool. I'm gonna be honest. She's a bitch for naming her ship. After herself. Yeah, that's such a... Yeah. You know... Uh, God, It yeah. fits her character, though. Honestly. She's... Yeah. I, I can tell she's gonna... She's gonna be killed pretty oh, soon. Oh, and I hate that There's she was no like... Way. If anyone has a problem with the name of my ship, they could talk to me, but nobody has. Because they know that she would kill them instantly. Probably just because they think it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just kind of dumb. Is it like, at least the other two are... Like, the new Elite, that's that's a pretty cool Okay, new okay. Ship yeah. the, the new Elite, I, I can uh, get with that. That sounds up and coming. What was Panada's name? Uh, Got. It's, uh, um... The Elegantia? Oh! Oh, so good. Such a such a good name. And good then, ship. Uh, Marshall Rose is something electric. I can't, um, I can't the remember. The Gaze Electric. Yeah, Gaze Electric, which yeah, is also badass. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. so good. Dude, which Tempest? And then you got the Lord of the So, uh, which Tempest would you guys be on? Uh, mm. Probably Marshawn Rose, just because, you know, I wouldn't have to do much. I'd, He's probably, I'd, probably, I'd probably just have to be like HR. Are we going? <laughs> Are we going? Do, you, do you think he'd even let you onto his ship, though? 
Yeah, he had he had crew. Yeah, yeah. he had a crew, but like I think they were mainly his own trusted. Yeah, exactly. Like, crew. As long I'd, as ra- I'd rather him. I'd rather work with him because I wouldn't have to like put my life on the line. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, if I had to choose between if we're choosing the Tempest three. Runners. Tempest Runners. Panada. Yeah, I'm thinking Panada. Pan- Pan- you think Panada? Laura D would be okay. Not Kasav. <laughs> Definitely not Kasav. No, I'm not a party girl I feel like, like that. I feel like you'd just be killed by Kasav's is just a crack house. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's if, a frat party, <laughs> honestly. If I was, you know, partying in there, I feel like someone would just stab me and kill me and no one would Probably. Care. You yeah. didn't take the drug? Oh, you're getting killed. Or like with Panada... I don't know if I, I don't really. I don't know, know if I trust him really. Yeah, no, I feel like you'd just like stab you in the back. But also, Lord D is very yeah, well, backstabbing too. I so Panada would only stab you in the back if you tried to, you know, undermine his authority. I think yeah. as long as you're loyal he to seems... Panada and Panada only, he'll watch out. Because it does seem like Panada's the second in command type thing. Because during the Great Hall meetings, he's the one that talks. Yeah. you know, Kasav and Lord D don't talk. Well, yeah. he's definitely. The most level-headed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Panetta seems the best option out of the three. He does have the most bougie stuff. As that well. is true. I'm going with Panetta. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would have to be... It's definitely just not Kasav. No, that's, that's the bottom Kasav, line. None of us fit the Kasav lifestyle. Kasav is, is not for me, no. Uh, I don't, I don't want to like feel like I'm at a rave. Like yeah. 24-7. So, like, yeah. Maybe for like an hour or so. Like I'll come from Panetta ships onto his for like an hour. Like, hey guys, what's hey, up? Yeah, like I'll have, I'll like drop in. You but... want any death sticks? <laughs> I I got them from the. I like pharmacy. how they're just cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Like canonically, they're yeah. they're just cigarettes. Yeah, you would say you hear them, you're like, damn, that's some that's some crazy. I remember shit. Um, I was playing Edge of the Empire with some friends one time. Which, if those of you who don't know, that's the Star Wars TTRPG. And I told him I wanted to get addicted to death sticks. <laughs> <laughs> they're really bad for you, kids. Don't do it. <laughs> I lost a lot of health. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's fine though. I yes. think I think I got addicted immediately. <laughs> I, think I, I think I had like one, and I got addicted. Damn, they got something in them. I mean, that's how cigarettes work too. Sometimes, so yeah. Oh, no. you would know. Oh, I would. Yeah, one hundred percent. I do it all the time. Exactly. So. We don't condone smoking, kids. No, unless it's crack mm. that, that's that's fine <laughs> if it's given to you for free you might as well so don't want to be rude yeah. we find that Laura Dean um, follows them to the next section because he she finds out that this first yeah thing this is where the big thing happens yeah, the first emergence didn't have anything other than passengers, passengers. and she's like she didn't care about them but she did say she didn't want to destroy them yeah, but all that's six just of them. she's a bitch she's like I could kill all of you right now without you even knowing mm-hmm. but Marshall Monroe says we can't because Kasav fucked up so definitely Kasav's gotten back and he wants protection yeah and I, gave I, all the money to get the protection I, I, he gave all yeah he gave, he gave my, all the money minus 20 million yeah, yeah. Now, I, th- I think it's the thing is there's a recording of him saying the amount that yeah. he wanted. Mm-hmm. So, and Marshawn Rowe has a spy in... There is no way. He's, he's going to figure out that he's holding but out. Marshawn Rowe did protect him at first. So. I, I, I'm waiting to see... I want the next POV of Kassab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happens I now? Rowe is just going to use him as a tool to gain power within the Nile mm-hmm. in general. It just does sound like, like Hey, that. you want me to tell the other... Uh, Tempest Runners, what you did, or mm. you want to do what I ask you to do? It sounds like the, everyone already knows. It, well, then they well, know that they don't. They don't know that he lied about the money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just know that he said, "I'll give all the money 
for protection. And I mean, you think Lorna D is going to be cool with him just skipping out on twenty mil? No, no, no I wouldn't. And either. both Panetta and um, Lorna D had votes, yeah, but Kasav did not. Well, so, yeah, because they were going to vote him out. I, but, mean, I don't think he should get a vote when, yeah. it, when it comes to so, whether or not he gets to stay. I think it was cool how, like, Lauren D was like, why the fuck did Marshawn Rowe, you know, accept him in? Kind yeah, of thing. She, she clearly knows that he has a plan of some mm-hmm. sort for him. Yeah. She knows, but Definitely. she doesn't like it, too. No. Because she knows it's probably going to backfire on all of that. It's, but, it's not going to be beneficial for her. Yeah. The crux of this chapter obviously comes at the very end where... Um, they they figure out that the black box is actually in the emer- the next emergence they're going to they go to it and very sad mm-hmm. um, master Tiami Tiami d- does perish yes. uh, trying to save the the black, black box, box from yeah. Lorna D who has launched a lot of missiles at them yeah I think they said sixteen yeah she, total she dies very valiantly though because she, she blows up the missile that was about to hit the black box she blew up four she did but the one that was about to hit it was the only one she could get to so she hit it. And behind her, another missile came. I really thought, I really thought Mikkel was going to get it. He thought he had it. He had all the metal grass and was trying to blow it up, but it was a little too late. I really thought he was going to get it. I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Now, what do you guys think if she did survive? What do you think about them both having this mission together? Because you know, Mikkel was like, "I'm going to take the uh, volunteer route of yeah, yeah. stopping Kasav." And then they find out, like, oh, this might be Kasav here. I mean, it doesn't matter. She's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> but they could have been such a good, like, I did couple. Think they I were interested. I didn't. I thought it was just more so. Um, Friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were platonic. Because she was joking. She's like, but it oh. definitely it got Mikkel fired up when mm-hmm. she died. Yeah. Homie was like. All right, you're gonna die. Yeah, yeah, Mikel. Oh, he did not care if any missiles were because he said they shot like six more. He blew up four straight ahead. Yeah, it sounded like he kind of uh, lost all care in the world for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and he was just gonna go kill him. He was a yeah. uh, certain. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was certain. He was quite certain <laughs> indeed. But I love how like they had that like playfulness too. They were like, you know, what are we gonna do with like the time uh, for like the. Jedi Order, like, oh, don't make me go to the Jedi Order for this um, type thing. And him being like, well, oh, if you need to, you have to. Because you're trying to get me to suck your cock. Oh, oh dude. So close. <laughs> it's so close. But it's a shame she, she died. That's why honestly. he was so certain to go kill Lord. Exactly. I mean, it sounded like they had like a little bit of a connection, no mm-hmm. lie. Yeah, no, I, I do think... They would have been interesting characters to explore. I was I was pretty shocked that they killed Taeyong. Yeah, I, I was too. I thought she was going to be one of the ones that like lives on the entire book and be an important character in this mm-hmm. series. Especially considering she's one of the POV characters in yeah, early on. on. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think she's her and Joss are the only POV characters during that whole sort of scenario that lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wait a minute, there's only one left, and there's more. Th- book. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think Joss, uh, Joss, you ain't making out of this one. Yeah. Joss or Pika. I would assume Joss is going to die because we just got Pika's perspective. Mm-hmm. Josh is very I guess ambitious because he lives for this moment because they were talking about um, Pika was like, oh, I just want to be on my vacation and be on a beach. Fuck, bro. Yeah, they, 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 did talk about, about the, they were talking about one though. They said, you know, with she, very she was tiny like, clothing, but then no clothing later dude, on. Yeah, she was like, dude, Josh needs to fuck me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and I was Look, like, we got some, we got some time between this next emergence. Like, just, just give me some, just, give me some fuck. <laughs> she wanted a massage. Give me, give me a little fuck. <laughs> Josh, we have a bed <laughs> in the ship. 
Let's, let's fuck. <laughs> Look, we found the black box. We're done. Put it on autopilot. <laughs> go in the back. Let, let, let's get some fuck. Like, she, she, she gets really demanding. Get the fuck back there, Joss. Take <laughs> your goddamn pants off. <laughs> I will rip those goddamn things off. I don't. I don't care that your favorite pair of pants. <laughs> oh, rip them to shreds, motherfucker! <laughs> Give me that dick. <laughs> Uh, but uh, that's pretty much it. Basically, after that, all, all that happens is we go back to Lorna D's perspective, and she's like, yo, let's get the fuck out of here, because these motherfuckers are about to beat my ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, honestly, I hope they do. I don't like Lorna D. I'm looking forward to her death. She's a backstabber. Uh, I'm looking forward to almost everybody in the Nile's death. Exactly. But we did also figure out one important thing. Uh, Senator Noor's uh, assistant... It's is Marshawn Rowe's spot? Yes. yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where that leads because I think we just learned that. Yeah, we yeah. did. We just learned that, and because it's, it's a very casual part of this chapter. Yeah, and mm-hmm. in the previous chapter, Nor was there, you know, at the uh, whenever Tar was making all the droids do the thing. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if the assistant was there as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to sort of see. How she? I think it's a she, right? I believe so. How she's gonna sort of play in? Uh, I wonder how hardcore she is about the Nile as well. If she's like a devout follower, or she just kind of got like paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent certain. It sounds like she is a follower for sure. It definitely. Sounds it like it a does follower. not sound like you're gonna be in the Nile and not be a follower. Yeah. yeah. I just. I guess the question is like, when did she get sort of? by Marshawn Rowe. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think we'll learn that. How did she earn uh, Senator Noor's trust? He doesn't seem like a super trusting guy. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, sa- it sounds like this has been in the works for a yes. Yeah. And was she, you know, part of the, you know, Legions when his father, uh, Marshawn Rowe's father was, you know, the eye? Yeah. Or was she just trusted by Marshawn Rowe himself and she got picked by him? Yeah, it really depends. There's a lot of things. Yeah, that, like, she could be a very important character. We have no clue. Mm-hmm. Very influential. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've just about wrapped up. Uh, yeah. Ev- everything we need to talk about today. Um, it's a pretty short episode, but, you know. I think the next episode will be longer because we have a lot of chapters to talk about. Oh, yes. Next, next episode, we are talking about chapters uh, 32 through 36. I believe, which will bring us into, I think, the first part of part three. Yes. Oh, yeah. The storm. I love the storm. <laughs> Um, so that's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see how things uh, wrap up on Elfrona because mm-hmm. hopefully we should be able to get that pretty quickly. We do. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we've we had fun talking about the novel. It's, it's sad. It's, it's sort of coming to an end. I mean, I don't know how it's many... Close. We don't have that many more it's episodes. Only 380, we? so probably think, three or four more. Yeah, I think we've got uh, three more, two more after the next one. Mm-hmm. Going to be going to be sad to, to be done with it, but I, I do think we have talked about uh, the potential next series we're gonna mm-hmm. gonna go into uh, the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Going to be interesting. Get back to some some TV. Um, but as always, you know, give give us a follow on Instagram or recommend us to some friends if if you think they'd be interested in talking about this pretty fun novel. Mm-hmm. Or if, you know, you're looking for Book of Boba Fett, we'll probably start talking about that early come the new year, I would assume. Mm -hmm. Because we should be done with this before the year ends out. But uh, I think that's all we've got. So I've been Wes. I've been Ed. And I've been Dan. Thank you for listening to The Wedding.